If you missed any part of the morning show with Johnny and Ken, well, this is where you can catch yourself up. Or if you just want to relive all of those award-winning moments, you can do that with this wonderful podcast. And it's made possible by our friends at Lake Michigan College. Connect to your future. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. Uh, wind is blowing already sure out there, is. man. I thought that was a plow going by, but it was I just the so, wind howling. Yeah, I thought it was a big truck, and I was like, <laughs> a big truck isn't moving. Uh, oh, what they say, like the 50 mile per hour gusts of points? 45 to 50, Eek. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've got that going for us. We do have one closing right now at WSJM.com in the app if you want to go check that out. But i uh been Jim. seeing the forecast or seeing the, uh, the Doppler radar or whatever it is, and woof. That's a big old band that pretty much covers, you're getting Cass, Van Buren, Berrien County, all pretty much right in the uh, the thick of it. Yeah. Mainly Dowagic getting, the, the Dowagic and Cass County area getting, I think, a little bit more. I think that's why SMC said, eh, we should probably close ahead that's of time. That's an angry lake effect going on. Yeah. Hmm. So, did you have a good weekend? Did. I, yeah, pretty, really good. Really good. How about you? Uh, not too bad. Did you, yeah. What'd you do? Uh, well, yesterday, if we go in reverse order, okay. had the uh, Holiday Inn play down at the Civic. Oh, yeah, you finally had a chance Fine, to go to it. Finally went and saw that, got to go inside the building for the first time and see Holiday Inn, Irving Berlin's Holiday Inn, mm-hmm. as interpreted by the, the troupe there. It was great. I think he put on a really nice show. Musical, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. definitely a musical, a lot of it. And uh, it strays quite a bit from the movie. Okay. But... Uh, Appropriately so, I would imagine, because if you look at the movie, it was it was period appropriate, dated, probably not good for these days. But anyway, yeah, it was it was a really good uh, production. I I did make a point as soon as I got inside, looked up to look up, yeah, and I feel like I was I feel like I was over oversold the danger there because I didn't oversell it. I felt like it was oversold because there was like a safety net there. That's what I said. That's the the grid. (laughs) That's the grid you walk on. So you actually walk on the grid, not on the beams. No, you walk on the, it's like a, it's this like aircraft cable, (laughs) uh, thousands of pound weight capacity. Uh, that is what you walk on. Okay. Because I, I couldn't, nobody was walking up there. No. As you mentioned, nobody would be, and then there was nobody walking up there. But uh, It's not that high, right? Well, it's high enough. I wouldn't want to fall from no. it. No. But there was no way to fall, because as long as the grid held up, right. you could lay down on it and roll around. Absolutely. But uh, It's like a bouncy house, <laughs> but I wouldn't suggest jumping bouncing. up on top of it. But the lighting there, I got to tell you, that was really good. Yeah, they it do a good added job. a lot to the show, especially the way they have the kind of the animations go on. Mm. Like when there were snowing scenes, they had the snow fill. The oh, th- yeah, and they were nice. very tricky. Yeah, it's very nice. But uh, no, it was a good production. Saw it down at the Civic Center in uh, South Bend. Mm-hmm. And uh, easy way to get in and out of there. Boy, I, I thought parking was going to be a hassle. Yeah. It wasn't at all. No. I just drove up and it's like, oh, well, we'll park a little further away so we can get out, you know, easy. It went in, there were no cars around us. Came out, there were no cars around us. What throws me off still, because back when I was uh, there uh, interning, it was one way on oh. each side. Okay. Now it's, now Two-way. traffic goes both ways. Yeah. Still throws me off. Because <laughs> like going to the Morris Performing Arts Center. Right. Uh, usually what you had to do back when it was one way is you kind of had to go around. Yeah. You had to go a few blocks over and then go around, find parking, and then kind of loop your way back. Now you can go straight there. Yeah. So yeah. it's, uh, I it, I like it much better, but it's still like hard to break that habit. 
Yeah. So yeah, and they have all the circles and everything. Yeah, else the there. roundabouts. Roundabouts. Hey, yeah. they do know how to drive around roundabouts down there. So they I do. Think, uh, They're a little better than we are so far. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, maybe we need some more of those to, for people to practice. Well, they have an advantage because theirs are bigger. Ours feel like I feel like it's more it's tighter, which I enjoy as a, oh, yeah, as a, a driving curve, enthusiast. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, but then before before the play, so yesterday was supposed to be well, and yesterday was a busy mm-hmm. day. But I was supposed to be down in South Bend at uh, nine o'clock to pick Stewart up. Oh, he decided to take the Amtrak. Oh, from New York to. South Bend. Nice. Um, and usually, I guess it works out, but I'm finding more often than not, there's a delay. Mm-hmm. And when I went to go check at 7 a.m. yesterday morning to see what time I was going to have to meet him there to see if it was delayed by 15, 20 minutes or something right, like that. Right, right. It was delayed four and a half hours. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long, so- long delay. So I got on Amtrak's website and I looked at the interactive map and I zoomed in on sure. his, where his train was and I found it and it was right outside Cleveland going zero miles an hour. Oh, man. And the delay was just getting longer and longer and longer. And then eventually it, it took the delay off and said, sorry, no information available about oh, this. Oh, that's no good. Apparently there was some sort of, I don't know, landscape company near the tracks had a big fire and so they had to stop it while the emergency thing happened and... So I was ready. So no, to, I, no derailment like we had down. I by was us. ready to rip into Amtrak. Yeah. again, but no, it wasn't their fault this time. Okay, yeah, wow. but he he finally got in right around the time I was sitting down for the play. Of course, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. So we made Did you wait an hour and a half alternate arrangements. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about you? Did you get the lights up? Did you? I did. I okay. got those up uh, yesterday because oh. I needed to. I just needed somebody to hold the lights. Jocelyn, uh-huh. so Jocelyn was hel- holding and detangling any any lights nice. and making sure they were in the right you know direction and all that stuff. Okay. But uh, got them up there. They uh, we've had them sitting outside a little bit to charge up because they're solar powered. <laughs> we've had them outside for <laughs> did for you like ship a day. them down south for a couple? No, of weeks? no. I I mean I put them out. I, what I usually do is I put them outside just make sure they're working because yeah. I'm not going to waste my time putting them up sure. if they're going to be dead. Yeah, I so I put them out usually like a day ahead of time. Just to see if they're going to be working, <laughs> right? And of course they did. And so I uh, got up on the ladder, uh, swapped them out, or put them all hooked up. I yeah. still left the hooks on the gutters, so that okay. made it a lot easier. Those are there to year get round. It up there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was able to get those up there, and they're working. I think properly. I okay. didn't even look at them this morning. Um, oh, so. They were. I looked at them last night. They were. They were working. Can they shine through? How, how much snow can they shine through? <sighs> not a lot. Okay. Well, we're not going to get that much, are we? No. I, well, four to six plus inches. Okay. Well, it's a little what bit. They say. It's so, a little bit. I don't know. Oof. Yeah. But I got the lights up, so that was good. Okay. Um, what else did I do? Um, I kind of just stayed in for a little bit. I watched a lot of football. Yeah. And watched the Chicago Bears do what the Chicago Bears do. They uh, lost. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, what they what they're so good at yeah. is building up that confidence that oh man they're going to be great and then just shooting you down because oh. they they were up by like seventeen points. Oh man! And they lost. Oh geez, that's tough. By a field goal. So it oh. was like, come on. Oh. I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be great. And I think what it w- was, and because you know, like sometimes you'll jinx something by saying, oh, well, this is this is definitely going to happen, or this is yeah. definitely not going to happen. When they were talking during the game, they were like, 
Well, the Bears have an outside chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, they're 5-8 and eight right now, but <laughs> if they win out, and then if this team does this, and if this team does this, then there's a good chance they make the playoffs. And, of course, that's when they started to... That's when Cleveland started to score another touchdown and score mm. another touchdown and then tie it up Man. and then kick a field goal and then they end up winning. That's so, horrible. Yeah. It was fantastic for, for Bears <laughs> fans. Um, what do you do at that point? I mean, when that's when the when the tide starts to turn, you just kind of like, oh, no. Yeah. You just kind of start slinking away and do something in the other room. Yeah. I, I think it, at one point I was like, I was talking to somebody and I said, yeah, I think this was, uh, it was a bad idea to just stay in and just watch football because the bears are just doing what they usually do so maybe i'll just watch a christmas movie or something yeah. like that but then on saturday i watched the lions game oh that's right so they played on saturday. so that's why i pretty much stayed in all weekend because okay. there was football I had to had to watch football um yeah and, and the lions ended up winning and they won so, yeah. they won so they're now 10 and 4 i'm looking at the standings here yep leading their uh their what do you, what do you call it the leading conference, the division division yeah. conference something uh so the, are they set? Are we going to get a playoff here? I think they've clenched their playoff berth. Okay. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, okay. Do they have a little X next to their name? I don't see an X. Okay. Is there a little like asterisk or something? I don't see an asterisk. They got 10 wins. So that's. They that's do have 10 wins. Pretty good. Which is good. Yeah. Uh, they're better than the Patriots. Who lost to the? Um, I'm going to say just about everybody besides like the Carolina Panthers are better than the Patriots. They, the Patriots lost to the uh, Chiefs, and and when I came, when you came in this morning, I uh, I was asking about Taylor. Yeah, like, I got to know. I mean, it's getting close to Christmas here. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Travis Kelsey going to pop the question for Christmas gift? Is that what he's going to do? I think no. That's She's a little, his good luck no, charm. That's a little cliche oh, to no cliche. I, yeah, to do the oh. whole. Christmas engagement thing, oh, man. and plus they haven't been dating that long. Well, but I mean, I don't, when you know, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I would say they'll. I'll say they'll at least spend Christmas together because they didn't have a chance to spend her birthday together because he had, well, of course, a football game <laughs> mandatory up practice and a Come season on. still going on. So Did the coach know who this was. This oh, was he Taylor knows. Swift. He knows. He's known Taylor Swift longer than T- Travis Kelsey. Oh, has. really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. She's a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and he used to be the coach oh, of the Eagles. Oh, look at that. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think well, she's going to keep going to the games. Okay. Uh, until she has to get back on. See tour. if he wins the Super Bowl or not. I mean, if he wins the Super, if he goes to the Super Bowl, yeah. I think they. I mean, I think Usher needs to have a special appearance from Taylor <laughs> Swift just for a song, because he's doing the halftime show. <laughs> Yeah, um, but a couple couple quick things yeah. when it comes to you mentioned the Patriots. Yeah, I feel like the the coaching shuffle is about to start happening oh. already before the season is over. Okay, uh, because there's been talks that um, Bill Belichick, who's won many Super Bowls with the Patriots, yeah. they're done with him at the end of the season. Yeah, uh, and someone was talking about that there's a possibility that he would go to the Washington Commanders just down the road. Oh. Uh, and the Washington Commanders look like they're going to be done with their current head coach. So I think that's I think hmm. the shift is going to happen here very, very soon because Ron Rivera, I guess, is out at the end of the season and a couple other administrative people in the front office. So I think that's it's kind of paving the way for possible Bill Belichick uh, 
Washington Commanders coaching. Yeah, man. I mean, just think. Unless he retires. I mean, I'm looking at some of the headlines here with Bill Belichick right now. Uh, Fate not yet decided. They should keep him. They should fire him. All that other stuff. But uh, just think a few years ago, man, the Patriots were nothing. Oh, yeah. No one could touch him. No. They dominated. Yeah. I mean, it was like they either went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A few players, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, it seemed like they were always in it every year. Mm -hmm. They either were showing up or they were winning it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it'd be a a tough way for him to exit with them just be like, all right, thanks for all all those trophies and those banners. See you later. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I don't know. I think maybe a fresh start for him in the – the, towards the end of his career might be nice. Yeah. And then he just kind of slides into a front office position, maybe doesn't coach anymore, and he'll be good. Yeah. Speaking of uh, smooth exits, uh, I didn't hear ABC News cover this one. This is off football. This mm. is on a different topic. Uh, did you see last night a car crashed into uh, the Biden motorcade last no. night? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, they, they've determined everyone's safe. Yeah. Everyone's fine. Somebody do it on purpose? Well, they, they think the guy might have been intoxicated. Oh, great. Yeah, so so the story from Associated Press was a car plowed into a parked SUV that was part of the detail guarding President Joe Biden's motorcade Sunday night. Mm. Uh, the president was leaving a, a campaign fundraiser or a campaign. He was leaving yeah. campaign headquarters, uh, the president and first lady, Jill, Jill Biden. And uh, while Biden was walking from the campaign offices to his armored SUV, he was taking a couple questions from reporters. And he, he almost looked like he was asleep. He looked like he was sleepwalking. Mm. And then all of a sudden you hear this metal on metal crash. Ouch. President wakes up and, and looks around like, what in the world happened? And his, mm-hmm. his Secret Service detail got him into the vehicle. But uh, uh, a sedan tried to, to to drive into a closed-off intersection area and uh, wow. smashed into one of the SUVs and, and stopped. Guy put his hands up. <laughs> and I mean, he was surrounded Jeez. by all kinds of Secret Service. And you look at him on the on the video, and he's got a smile on his face. He's like, I'm not doing anything. Right, here. right, right. Yeah, they think he might have been intoxicated, but we'll wait and see if uh, there's another report that comes out. The Secret Service hasn't said anything yet. That is not the fender bender that you want to no, deal with. no. no. I no. don't think there's an exchanging of insurance cards there. No. <laughs> hey, I'm really sorry I messed you. Whoops. <laughs> I was just trying to parallel park here. My bad. Oh, but geez. everyone's safe. That's okay. the good news. Good, good, good. You know, I'm still I'm still astonished that it was only last Thursday that we had the breakfast blend mm-hmm. where we had some of our listeners live and in person for the yeah. show. And they got to see the whole three hours if they wanted to mm-hmm. behind the scenes. And some people hung out for the whole time. That's true. Yeah, we had some people that showed up like at 558. <laughs> and that was really nice. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think the owner of uh, Mighty Dog Roofing, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. Um, so you wanted to talk about shipwrecks. What what so, happened on somebody's fishing trip? Everyone wants to go fishing, right? They yeah. want to take their kid fishing. And so Tim Wallach, this, this is on Lake Michigan. So it's technically mm-hmm. still kind of a Michigan story. But it's actually by Green Bay, oh, right, okay. right across the border, the water border between Wisconsin yeah. and Michigan. And uh, Tim Wallach was taking his six-year-old daughter fishing. This happened this past summer, and mm-hmm. we're just getting word of it now because a lot, of, a lot has transpired be- between now and then. But uh, his six-year-old was looking in the water, as a six-year-old would do during fishing, just kind of looking in the water and not mm-hmm. fishing. And she saw what she thought was an octopus. But it turned. But it turns out it was a shipwreck 
It was, it was a ship that had sunk back in 1871. Oh, wow. Yeah. They were, they were just kind of driving around, yeah. and all of a sudden they looked down, and there it was. Um, Henley was, uh, thought it was, you know, one of those rare Green Bay octopuses. It was a shipwreck. <laughs> they were really surprised. Uh, after spotting the wreck, they started researching to see if they could identify the ship, mm-hmm. uh, because none had previously been marked in that area, according to the Wisconsin Historical Society. And eventually they got in contact with the Historical Society's Maritime Preservation and Archaeology Program to help further the research. And then they found out that this was, this was something that was a, it was a ship that was built in Ohio back in 1855. It was 122 feet long. And they found it. It was a, it was a wooden three-masted sailing ship only an 8 to 10 feet deep in the water. Oh my God! And previously, How has no one found that. Yeah, I was going to say previously unrecorded. Yeah, previously unrecorded. Wow, previously unrecorded. Uh, so December of this year, um, earlier this month, mm-hmm. crews were working with the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources Conservation to uh, to try to investigate the shipwreck even further. Um, they say that the vessel wrecked on October 8, 1871, while it was sailing through heavy smoke from the Great Peshtigo Fire. One of the deadliest forest fires in U.S. history, mm. if not the deadliest. Um, a lighthouse keeper rescued the crew from the shipwreck, and they stayed at the lighthouse for a week while salvaging what they could from the wreck. So it must Man. have been recorded at some point, but it was just abandoned and forgotten about. That's crazy. So a, a man and his six-year-old daughter going fishing, and they find an 1871 shipwreck. Wow. How amazing is that? Yeah, that's a lot better than get, catching a huge bass. Like, yeah. I, hey, guys, you caught a bass. I, I mean, caught that's a, a ship. thrill. That's yeah. a thrill. But yeah. this is even more so. Could have been a Green Bay octopus. Though. Oh, man. <laughs> See, that would have been an even better story if that would have actually been a real thing. If she was like, yeah, I think it's an octopus. No, it's just a shipwreck. No, that is an octopus. How do you mistake a shipwreck for an octopus? Well, she probably saw some certain the things tangles. in the water. And, the, and there's probably... Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know if the sails or anything like that is still underwater, but I mean, at first glance, probably sure. some stuff down there looked kind of like an octopus. Yeah, that's I, crazy, man. Yeah, it was it, it was partly covered by sand, but totally sure. forgotten. Wow. Yeah. Now, uh, do they do they get the finder's fee and all that stuff, I, and get to be I, a part of the exploration? <laughs> and they they certainly get to uh, have a great story about it. I don't know if there's a finder's fee. Mm. I would love to do that. Like, go on like a cruise and just check check out all yeah. the shipwrecks around our our region in the Great Lakes because there's a lot of them. Oh yeah, there are a lot of them, and it's fascinating. And a lot of books been written about it. I think there should be a movie written about that story because that sounds pretty cool. That would be you know, fun. The fire, the rescue, the lighthouse guy. Yeah, all of that. Mm. Trying to think how we can infuse uh, Scooby Doo in that. Uh, We would have gotten away with the treasure if not for that stinking kid. Exactly. (laughs) Talking a lot about what's been going on outside, a lot of snow falling, lots of things going on for sure. Uh, You know, just last week, we had our holiday breakfast blend event. It was a lot of fun, a great, kind of a sort of year-ending party sort sort of deal. Uh, where we were hanging out with Michael Patrick Shields. We were hanging out with the wonder, wonderful listeners in our community. Mm-hmm. And we played some holiday games. You wore your reindeer outfit. I did. That was fun. It was a lot of fun. And and then that evening, uh, we had our staff holiday That's party. Right. You didn't have a chance to go to it, but you also had another holiday party. I did. 
uh, your cookie party. Absolutely. It was delicious. I ate a bunch of those cookies this weekend. Yeah. Mm. Were they good? They were How fantastic. was that cardamom one? The cardamom one? Um, with there was some kind of it wasn't just frosting it wasn't somebody who spread frosting they piped the ganache oh. inside the two cookies oh in between the two cookies and dang that's I, a lot I, of work man I mean if you use something called ganache in a cookie oh yeah yeah and you pipe it deli- oh delicious. piping ganache even like the what is it like the Milano cookies that you yeah, get from Petri Farm that little good. like chocolate mm-hmm. layer of ganache in between there is like mm. Yeah. If you're doing something like that with homemade cookies, that's... Yeah, so I snuck a few of those this weekend. Nice. Um, but uh, we also had our staff holiday party and uh, a retirement party, too, for uh, our longtime sales manager, Bob Buchholz. That's right, because you let that cat out of the bag early. <laughs> you know, no, and you said that, but nowhere in an email did I see it did. anything. It was in there. I can show there you. There was another email, probably. Okay. But then in the invitation, they didn't say, shh, keep this secret. <laughs> but Bob knew what was happening. Yeah, yeah. When you're retiring, you you know you keep an eye out for any party coming up. Either one, you know something's going to happen, and honestly, if something doesn't happen, you'd be very disappointed. Yeah, that they didn't hold some sort of uh, retirement party for you. So, anyways, that happened. But speaking of holiday parties, uh, another holiday party. Ours were great. Uh, yeah, one went wrong. Apparently, we don't know how to party like they do over on the east side. What happened over there? Well, because I got this news release. This is the weird thing. This whole this whole story is a little bit weird. Okay. But I thought I'd bring it forward anyway. Congressman Shri Tandadar, uh, Tandadar he's the congressman for Detroit, basically. That, right? Sort of that metro right, area. Right inside, kind of, right okay. inside the heart of the city there. Um, and they had a, a holiday party recently, and they are now going to have a press conference today to talk about the violent disruption, oh quote my. unquote, that happened at their party. <laughs> so this so, escalated beyond just a memo or an email that oh yeah. says, hey guys, uh, that went a oh, totally wrong way. The press conference will address the concerning events that I'm reading from their advisory here. The press conference will address the concerning events during the annual holiday party, which was intended to be a peaceful gathering. I don't know why they had to say that, but it was intended hmm. to be a peaceful gathering for community celebration. According to party organizers, their event was then disrupted by protesters oh, wow. who were advocating for a ceasefire in Gaza. Okay. Um, they they forcibly invaded the private venue where the party was being held. Okay. And the situation escalated into violence and chaos. Oh man. They brought chaos along and its good buddy partner uh, violence. Uh, the incident involving physical confrontations and injury. This is a congressman's holiday party. It's just a private holiday party. Private at holiday one of the party. venues. And uh uh, yeah, private residence, private private venue. You're sure. right. Yeah. Uh, several partygoers apparently had injuries. Oh, uh, some individuals, including elderly individuals, were injured. Um, and they say it represents a significant departure from the norms of lawful and peaceful protest. So they're going to hold a press conference about it today uh, to provide insights into the incident and discuss the need for safe and respectful avenues for expressing dissent. So who else was at this party? Because, I mean, my guess is that the protest was targeted towards him to get his attention uh, to say, hey, you know, pay attention to what's going on over there. It very much looked like uh, a Democrat Party Mm -hmm. uh, event. So I'm sure there were some some of the campaign fundraisers there. The Democrat Party was there. The congressman was there. Probably his district staff. But, uh, yeah, somebody found out about it and they decided to protest it. And it involved... uh, 
some violence. Oh, man. So that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Yeah. So press conference today, you said? Yeah, press conference later on this morning. And it's over in Detroit, so they know how to party over there, but keep it over there. We'll 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 do our cookie parties over here. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. You said there was some citrus cookies as well. There were. I had some of those this weekend. There was some Ooh. citrus and I think there was coconut in one of them. I ate it so fast I didn't really take Dang. a look, but uh, that was nice. good. Uh, there's a sugar cookie in there that I haven't had yet in the shape of a Christmas tree with some icing on it. Oh. That looks good. Oh. Yeah. That sounds really good. I love Christmas holiday cookie parties. Yeah, I, um, I've not been to one really all that much. I mean, you know, like my church has had like the cookie walks that are very similar to that kind of thing. Um, and then other people that have gone to like really big cookie parties of people that go really really into uh those the cookie baking and the design and all that stuff so just like how yours is yeah. it sounds like they're very intricate cookies yeah um yeah, yeah. And, and everyone tries to i mean if you show up with just a regular chocolate chip cookie okay that's great you put in some effort but it's not unique and so they all try to better the you know better the others with something unique there was a chocolate chip cookie with sea salt flakes on it did that person get the look no, do, no, no. It, do, had the, oh, okay. it had the sea salt oh. flakes on it, which oh. elevated it and made it more special. Oh, okay. So they were allowed into the party. Absolutely. Yeah. So you were. That's you, a good idea, though. I should check yeah, the cookies you, at yeah. the door. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you guys were the host of Every this party, single, right? Yep, that's correct. So you should well, have been the. I, I, I am not really a host. I stand and I do support. It was in your home. Yes. You should have been the cookie bouncer. <laughs> you should have been, that you know, been just, good. Like, just like how when uh, a baker is making a cookie. Yeah. They make the baker's dozen yeah. because they know they have to make the dozen, but they need to, of course, see what the cookie tastes like. So yeah. that's why they have the 13th one. It should have been the same way. I will make this note to Stephanie. Bring so your Stephanie, cookies. I want to be the cookie bouncer next time. Yeah, bring your cookies. Yeah. Just make sure you have at least one for the door check. And I'll need a list of ingredients before I taste each one. Yeah. Just so there's sure. a, like a big old, yeah, there's um, <laughs> beef tallow. Uh, Glaze on top. That's the secret right mm, there. Delicious. <laughs> uh, oh, I love those lard cookies that you brought oh, last man. last year, Susan. Those were nice. <laughs> Tell you what, if you're not watching our uh, live stream on our Facebook and our YouTube, you miss out on a lot of stuff because if there's news happening or, uh, you know, breaking news or if there's, uh, well, something else going on on the air, we take a little moment to go talk to those people mm-hmm. on our live stream. We talk about all kinds of stuff. We were just talking about dogs mm-hmm. and uh, different dog breeds. And what to get your mom for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, there was a list What was out. the top thing Well, on the, the list? There, were, there was suggestions. There were a lot of different suggestions. Again, the one that stuck out for me that was kind of ridiculous was jars of cookie dough. Mm. And they had four little, you know how you have the little salsa jars? Yeah. Or if you get the cheese dip uh, mm-hmm. next to the, in the chip aisle. One of those sized jars full of cookie dough. And they had a set of four that you could gift your mom. 85 bucks. Nope. So I like your idea of just DIY it. Yeah. Grab a mason jar, grab a Pillsbury dough tube and make magic or- right there. Even make your own. Yeah. Um, if you know, if you don't want to, you know, make your own cookie dough. And what when you put cookie dough in a jar, yeah, to let sit for a while, do you have to just say no to the eggs and put something else in there as an alternative to make it more safe to be edible cookie dough? A lot of a lot of warning labels say don't eat this cookie dough. They can't stop me. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna eat it. I don't care if there are eggs in there. But I think that's like those edible Room cookie doughs. Room temperature eggs cook up the best. <laughs> 
You don't like room temperature eggs? No, I don't. I like room temperature eggs. But I mean, just, you know they're in a chicken at some I'm point, I'm just imagining right? just salmonella just growing <laughs> in that and not being not being a good idea. So, but I think like the edible cookie doughs, you have to put no eggs, or you got to put some sort of alternative in there to make it. What doesn't kill you good. makes you stronger. I mean, I eat raw hamburger. That's so, steak tartare. Yeah, exactly. There you so. go. Uh, let's talk about uh, another holiday ending thing, you know, end of the year kind of thing. And yeah. that is uh, a lot of people losing their jobs when it comes mm. to sports. This is that time of year. Um, Friday, uh, Los Angeles Chargers head coach Brandon Staley and general manager Tom Telesco both were fired. Mm. Uh, they got fired just one day after the Chargers were crushed 63-21. to 21. Oh, dear. This is a football score, Jeez. mind you, not a basketball score. Sixty-three to twenty-one by the Las Vegas Raiders, and a lot of Chargers fans—they're happy about moving on. But the reason I bring that up is there's a possibility. A lot of people's talking about this with Jim Harbaugh, the coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Is he going to go to the NFL? Now there is not a contract right now, uh, a new contract that is with the University of Michigan for. The future. Hmm. One of the things is they were what talking. What are they waiting about, for? Well, they're waiting on him to give give them uh, that vote of confidence to where they say he's not going to jump ship and go to the NFL. Ah, he's been exploring the past few years. Okay, he's been in talks with some teams, or at least he's been taking those meetings. Mm-hmm. He may not be serious. Maybe he's just being exploratory, but. Uh, there, there's a lot of people saying that uh, he could go to the Los Angeles Chargers. That's a possible team. Um, now the Chicago, Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, they're, they're the LA Chargers now. They're not oh. San Diego anymore. They moved. Well, that's no fun. No, but they moved into a brand new, beautiful stadium oh. that they had the Super Bowl in just <laughs> a year or so ago. Always yeah. the stadium. Yeah. Okay. They spent all that money and they just don't have. So the, you think uh, he's going to go to LA? I think there's a possibility. Okay. I think uh, there's a possibility the Bears fired their head coach, so he could go to the Bears. Mm. So there's that's the thing. You know, I I think if he's going to go to the NFL, I mean, he could stay at Michigan forever mm-hmm. if he wanted to, it, and if and if Michigan wants him to. But that that allure, that possibility of maybe winning a Super Bowl with maybe a team you played for, and now you're coaching. Chargers and Bears, he both he played for both of those teams. Yeah. So there's What's, possibility there. What do you think the allure is, though? I mean, if you think about college football and you think about the NFL, yeah. I don't know. I mean, college football seems to carry a, a bit more prestige with it. Well, Maybe not as much money. Maybe not as much money, but usually more control. But yeah. the thing with college is that you got to put in all that work and recruiting. Right. Um, sign stealing and, he and knows, stuff. Yeah, sign stealing and all that <laughs> stuff. I mean, you look at... Buying cheeseburgers. The coach that uh, he's getting ready to play against, yeah. uh, Alabama, Nick Saban, he's been to the NFL mm. uh, and coached there. Hasn't done very well up there, so he thought, mm, I'll stay with college. But he gets all kinds of stuff. He's got a house they paid for. He's got all kinds of other stuff. And he gets to pretty much do whatever he wants. And I think he's got pretty close to a lifetime contract. Mm. So we'll see. Yeah. But now it's... It's interesting, and I saw this, and I was going to share this with us, uh, with you guys. Is we were talking about Michigan and their sign stealing, right? Thing. Right. I saw this over the weekend. We remember, I think we reported on this that uh, Michigan's 
uh, linebackers coach mm. got canned. Yep. They fired him because yep. they think that he was poss- possibly part of that sign stealing scandal a little bit. Okay, but uh, interesting turn of events. He was hired. Oh, he got a new job already. Right. Guess who he's working for? You told me Alabama. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Alabama. Does he just have a one-game contract? <laughs> Possibly. Well, yeah, one game with the possibility of longer. Uh, so, yeah, he's been hired to the coaching staff ahead of their uh, college football playoff semifinal uh, matchup against the Michigan Wolverines. Mm. If that's not sign-stealing, I don't know funny. what is. Who needs to seal signs when you got the coach? Exactly. <laughs> Steal the assistant coach there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, one other thing, and this was that's interesting, funny. is that the Detroit Pistons... Not doing so well. Detroit teams, man, they've had a bad rap over the years. You had Mm. the Detroit Lions that went 0-16 a few years back. Now they're doing much better. You've had the Tigers who've had uh, uh, quite a lot of rebuilding years. Mm -hmm. But Detroit Pistons, I don't know what is going on with them. Mm. Um, They're on a 23-game losing streak. Oh, my gosh. Uh, So my guess is that some people are probably going to get fired and I don't know if they're going to do some trades or what they're going to do to, to rebuild that. 23-game losing streak? Yeah, 23-game losing streak. And that's that's getting close to a record uh, and not a record that you want. But one little interesting wrinkle with this whole thing. Oh, ba- geez, it is it is the longest. Yeah. It's bad enough that they've got a, the Detroit Pistons fans have mm-hmm. to deal with the uh, the 23-game losing streak. Did you see that they got cheated out of free boneless wings? <laughs> I did not see this. So Wingstop had a deal with the team where every time the Pistons win at home, fans can get a free five-piece boneless wings through their app. However, the Pistons have only won at home once. So back in October, October 28th, when they wow. uh, beat the Chicago Bulls, they lost the next 12 home games uh, after that, as part of their 23-game losing streak, the next chance the fans can get free boneless wings comes on Thursday when the Utah Jazz come to Detroit. Mm. So they've been cheated out of a ton That's, of a ton of wings because the the Pistons are just not winning. That is no fair. No. So this, um, you mentioned the twenty-three game losing streak yeah. that Detroit's on. That's that's the worst this that's season. The worst this season. This season, but the worst in history is they're only five games away. Ugh. It was a 28-game losing streak by the Philadelphia 76ers back in 2015. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And so so they're right up there. They, they're wow. tied with, uh, let's see, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, the Bobcats. They all had 23. Then the Cavaliers had a 24-game losing streak. 26 by the Cavaliers <laughs> and the 76ers. So the Cavaliers have two different losing streaks. That's as, great. As records in there. And then the Philadelphia 76ers had a 28-game uh, losing streak. That is the one thing you do not want. Hitting streak, <laughs> yes. Winning streak, absolutely. But losing streak, especially record-breaking losing streak, yeah. that's bad. Jeez. So hopefully, hopefully they can turn it around. But I don't know. I mean, when you're losing that much... It's it's a mindset thing too. I mean, you how as a player and a coach do you prepare for the next game without just being like, "What? So you're gonna just lose anyway?" Wow. So I'm looking at their record right now, two and twenty four. 
That's the bad part. Is the season just started a little while it's ago? A, it's a long season, though. Yeah. It, well, it's an eighty-two game season, so we'll we'll see what ends up happening. Two and twenty-four Detroit Pistons. What if they just went out? What if they just all of a sudden turned it around and they just went out for the is rest that, of the season? Is that regulation? Could they? I mean, they could win the whole thing. I mean, could they? Could they? They could make the playoffs. No. Uh, at sixty, what would be so? They're down twenty-four. So yeah, they'd have like a fifty. 50 wins or so. And then the Wizards would stop them because they were really good this year, too. 4 oh, and 21. Oh. <laughs> yeah, at what point do you, at, at that point, I would just look towards next year. Like, let's see, let's see how well we can do in the draft lottery. Let's they, just hope. The Pistons are actually the worst between the Eastern and Western Conference. They are the worst in the NBA, record wise. You, you know what's going to suck mm. is if they end the season with the worst record. Yeah. Because they were close to having the worst record last year. That's why they got so high in the draft. But since the NBA doesn't have the worst team gets the first pick like yeah. most other teams, right. they have the draft lottery. Could you imagine oh. insult to injury where it's all sudden? Last. <laughs> hey, guys, um, we know you have the most balls in the lottery. Oh. You're, you don't get the number one pick. Gosh. That would suck. I wonder uh, if they're making money. Do you think they're still making money? I can't imagine anybody going to the stadium. <laughs> I mean, I know when the Cubs have had years where they've been bad, people still show up to the stadium because they're lovable losers. But do the lovable losers now shift over to Detroit? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Because that's that's just rough, man. I can't imagine attendance being that good. No. So We'll see. Hopefully they turn it around. It is, it is a long season. They're not even at the halfway point yet. <laughs> Um, so we'll see, but I think they they could get to fifty losses, which would be crazy, uh, probably pretty quick. Something else. <laughs>